And, uh, well, it is just 13 minutes away from 10 o'clock. That number, if you've got something on your mind that you reckon we need to know about, 8941-1049. I know plenty of people have been in contact with us, certainly in recent days, this morning as well, and in recent weeks, about um, the Christmas holidays and wondering just how things are going to work when it comes to those Christmas holidays and whether they'll be able to travel. Now, we did get that insight um, to, well, I, I guess about a week ago, a bit over a week ago, uh, when we learned that, yes, uh, we would be able to travel at Christmas time. Uh, we would uh, see the Territory introduce that rapid antigen testing for all vaccinated arrivals into the Northern Territory from December 20. And it meant that changes to quarantine would obviously come into play. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So has this made any difference and are we seeing sort of any more bookings? Well, joining us on the line from Central Australia, the CEO of Tourism Central Australia, Daniel Rochford. Good morning to you, Daniel. Good morning, Katie, and good morning to your listeners. Daniel, as I mentioned there, uh, about a week and a half ago, I guess it was, the Northern Territory Government announced that there would be those changes to quarantining um, from, uh, well, around about now, I guess, or a, a little while ago, but um, but when it comes to um, fully vaccinated travellers coming into the Territory from December 20, um, they'd introduced the rapid antigen testing for all fully vaccinated arrivals, and uh, if they were travelling from Red Zone, well, there would be um, some other changes, i.e. some home quarantine requirements. Um, they would be ending, though, before Christmas. Daniel, has this had much of an impact from your perspective a week and a half on when it comes to bookings in Central Australia? Look, we haven't seen a huge uptake in bookings, Katie, but certainly there's some cautious optimism from the decision that the Chief Minister and the government's made on this front. And just to give you some clarity uh, in terms of some positivity is that we've seen already Jetstar move from two flights a week into Yulara, which is the only flights that that airport is getting at the moment, to seven from December 20th. So that's certainly uh, some, a green bud of optimism, and but it's, of course, well short of the 40-plus flights uh, that we used to have pre the pandemic into uh, Yulara Airport. Yeah, right. So a bit of an increase, but two to seven um, comparatively to 40, did you say, that you'd usually see on any normal week? Mm. Yeah, and so, look, uh, I guess the, the message there is it's a long road ahead and, until we get back to some degree of normality, but at least mm. it's pointing in the right direction. But uh, certainly the feedback I'm getting from most of our Alice Springs operators is there's not su suddenly a huge upturn in visitation from December 20th. But uh, it does um, put uh, a little bit of a spring in our step. Uh, I hope that there's we, we're now starting to see, albeit a dim light at the end of the tunnel, and, uh, you know, I think uh, operators are now starting to get their heads in the frame of how they start to reopen um, into 2022 and, and start to look forward to what will hopefully be, touch wood, uh, a good season ahead for us. It is um, such a difficult situation and you and I have spoken on numerous occasions about the real hardship that a lot of our tourism operators are experiencing in Central Australia and I know that you've said there, uh, while there are those sort of bo uh, bu uh, buds of optimism um, and that is a good thing or it's uh, we're, it's pointing in the right direction, there's still quite a way to go. Um, the uh, Minister for Business, uh, Paul Kirby, joined us on the show on the week that was on Friday morning and, and said that uh, they 
they were, the government was looking at doing some further work uh, with our tourism operators in Central Australia because they knew that you were experiencing tough times. Has there been much development in that space? No, we, but we are hearing that, that, that there may be something on the horizon, which is good news. But uh, look, at the end of the day, uh, as much as uh, I do paint that there is a green bud of optimism, it's uh, pretty bad. And, and, you know, we go on, on, on it. So almost on a daily basis, we're hearing businesses deciding to either hibernate, shut down, uh, or really roll back an operation. So almost two-thirds of our businesses have uh, have made some form of decision to scale back um, in some shape or form over the summer period. This, of course, is the time we would normally see international visitors come to Central Australia. Yeah. And, of course, uh, with the, the national border still essentially shut, um, you know, that's not going to happen again. So uh, it's pretty dire uh, still, but uh, I guess... Uh, uh, with the announcement that the Chief Minister made and, uh, you know, with quarantine-free travel ho- mm. opening up on, off from the 20th, well, hopefully we'll start to see that um, come back. Uh, and I guess the optimism that we're hearing from our op- operators is from March next year, um, yep. bookings look good. But the challenge, Katie, is mm. we need to get our operators from today too much next year and the challenge is that we've just not seen the bookings um, between now and March. Now Daniel what about when it comes to um, to staffing those different operations i.e um, I know that uh, that we do rely quite heavily um, on interstate and also international staff members in the tourism sector how are things going and do you expect that there's going to be a bit of a change over the Christmas break as those um, as those borders open of people maybe leaving the territory Yes, uh, and and look, I spoke to our annual general meeting of TCA last week on this topic. In my opinion, and it's pretty obvious and pretty clear to everyone, is there is a tsunami just about to hit us uh, on the other side of this, and that is uh, labour shortages. We have just cast um, a survey out to our members. We need, just in Central Australia and just in tourism in Central Australia, we need a 1,000 staff between right here when we're talking to March next year. And I just don't know how we're going to do that, Katie. Uh, I know many of our operators have now started to talk about the Pacific Labor Program, which is great, uh, but we're going to need intensive government support here. We're going to have to open uh, and pick up rocks and see what's underneath them um, to see, to look at uh, innovative strategies to try and encourage people to come to the Northern Territory. Yeah, look, that sounds like it's going to be really tough going. A thousand staff from now until March. Um, I don't know exactly how you're going to do that unless you do bring, um, no. unless you do look at maybe bringing people from overseas as well. Look, well, I think we need to be innovative, and, and I guess I. I, I cast the net out to our operators to say, come to us with ideas and strategies with how we might be able to do this. Mm. Do we need to look at um, specifically chartering some flights from uh, from places like the UK or, or India um, to encourage people to come out to us, um, to the Northern Territory? Do we need to do more in the Pacific Labor Front? Do we need to supercharge the Workstay Play program that was uh, put forward by the government at the start of this year, um, which provided $1,500 to uh, businesses for support about encouraging staff? Do we need to supercharge that? All of these are great ideas. 
but the, the thing that I've understood with our labour shortages issue is as easy as you put your head down this rabbit hole, there is no one solution. We have to do multiple things to try and fix the problem. Yeah. Um, Daniel, I do want to ask you as well. Uh, we know obviously that there is this new strain of COVID, the Omricon uh, strain. Uh, we've got a case out there at Howard Springs. The health minister said on the show a short time ago that there is um, there is no risk to the general public when it comes to this case. She also said at this point that there is no plans to change the way that we are opening up come December 20. Um, is it a concern to you? Do you think that we are going to sort of uh, see any, any hiccups with this new strain? The one thing I've got to understand uh, working and living through this pandemic, Katie, is once you're strapped into the roller coaster, you never know what the next day holds. Uh, the reality is that this we could find ourselves back to square one and things being rolled back. We're, I'm ever so hopeful that's not the case. Uh, and, you know, calm heads need to prevail at this time. And, and we need to look at the facts and look at the science. And I'm sure our uh, governments are doing that. But uh, let's keep a calm head. Uh, let's look to uh, look to a positive future. Uh, but if things uh, do yes, uh, move sideways, we just need to uh, roll with them as we have rolled through uh, all other decisions that have had. Um, and, you know, we just need to take this day by day. Well, Tourism Central Australia CEO, Daniel Rochford, I always appreciate your time. Thank you very much for having a chat with us today. Thanks, Katie. Thank appreciate you. It.